Hello everyone, I am Martin Lindholm. And I'm Adam Robinson. Welcome back to Adam and the Swede, episode 20. And we're into probably the best time of the year when we have cup finals, we have Champions League coming to a conclusion, we have league deciders. And starting off this week with the Champions League, we had two semifinals, one on Tuesday and one on Wednesday. Starting off with the game on Tuesday, Liverpool got a big 5-2 win in the first leg <laughs> against Roma. And of course, it's a massive statement from Liverpool. I think a lot of people thought it was around 50-50 going in, into this uh, semi-final. Maybe Liverpool were slight favourites, but not not by this this margin. And it's a very, very good performance from Liverpool. And we really saw how good they can be when they have their type of games. Oh, yeah. They've been on a really good run. Um, we probably should have seen this. I, I don't know. They were 50-50, I think, because... We saw what they did. Roma did to Barcelona. Yeah. But we also saw what Liverpool did to Man City. So we, mm-hmm. I don't know. We could have seen either result happen. But this was this was huge. This was just their offense clicking everywhere, and uh, Mo Salah is the best player in the world. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna talk about that once again. Uh, was the Mo Salah show like yep. it's been the whole season for Liverpool? He had scored the first two goals with a world-class goal with the first one that no keeper in the world would no. would save and then he had two assists he set up money for two and then Firmino for no money for three and then Firmino for four nil and uh, I, would, I was gonna say do you think he will be good enough to win the Ballon d'Or yeah I was gonna bring that up too because um I think if they get to the final of the Champions League maybe win that'll help his stock a lot mm-hmm. but I think over the past year he scored he scored a lot. It's, so. Yeah, he, sc- he scored more goals than uh, Messi and Ronaldo. I think he's at 43 and Messi and Ronaldo are like 41 and 40. Yeah, and so I think this, uh, especially if if Liverpool and Madrid face in the final and yeah. Salah scores and wins, and <coughs> I, I think you have to legitimately put him in the conversation. Yeah, he's, he really has to be in the conversation. I think uh, before the season you'd probably laugh if someone said that Musala <laughs> would be in the, in the contention for, to be the, the best player in the world, but he's... He's showing it right now, but at the same time, there's still a lot of of the year left. We haven't even sure. been halfway, and I think we also have to take into consideration how far he can carry Egypt in the in the World right. Cup. Even though he won't have much much help from no. anyone else. No, but he seems to play really well internationally. Yeah. Also, um, I know three years ago when he was with Chelsea and coming off the bench, I knew. If if you said he was up for Ballon d'Or <laughs> consideration in three years, I would have laughed really hard. <laughs> Um, but no, he's been he's yeah. been uh, carrying this team, and mm-hmm. it's been phenomenal. I think watch. at the same time we, we can't only talk about Mo Salah. We have no. to talk about someone like Roberto Firmino as well. Yep. I think he is very underrated. He's fallen a bit under the under the the headlights since uh, all everyone has been focused mm-hmm. on on Salah. But I think he scored two goals in in this game. He's been a brilliant player throughout the season for for Liverpool and looking for that World Cup with Brazil he should probably start as the striker instead of Gabriel Jesus I, I think, think so uh, too Firmino's been a better better player this season yeah Brazil's getting either way they're getting a, a couple of strikers that are really yeah. in form and uh, based on the fact that they can put someone someone on, on them in for like the last 30-20 minutes if they're down and need right. to score a goal would yeah. be devast- devastating for everyone that's gonna play them yeah they're pretty good pretty good options to bring on um yeah, at, at the beginning of last year when they brought him in, you were um, kind of waiting for maybe not this quite this high of level, but you were waiting for someone that could mm-hmm. score a bunch of yeah. goals, and he's gotten there, and it's it's been fun to watch him and Mane also. Yeah. Um, they've they've just been really really good at when they're when they're all clicking. So, do you think uh, Liverpool have become a better team without Coutinho when Coutinho left? Because it seems like they've stepped up to a to a even higher level now, even though Coutinho was, of course, brilliant for them. Yeah, it, sometimes that can happen, though. Um, you play better when uh, one of like the stars kind of leave because mm-hmm. there's not, I don't know, there's not a focus on trying to get him the ball or yeah. something like that, and you can kind of just play how you're supposed to play type mm-hmm. of thing, and I think that that may have gone in, and they also got Van Dyke too, and um, I don't know, this this team they have right now seems to be clicking really really well and um, if they can like we've said all year kind of find a goalkeeper in the summer 
um, yeah. maybe a defender they can they can mm. really challenge next year. Yeah, they that's the thing they have to look out for because if they just strengthen those few few weaker parts of the team, they could really challenge for for the Premier League and they're already challenging for the right. for the Champions yeah. League. So they, it looks like they were having a bright future and just getting a goalkeeper and then maybe a left back. I don't know if Ro- Robertson has been good. Uh, in these uh, few games with against Man City, and I I don't know if it's the long time solution though, but right, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, if you can, um, I think bring in one yeah. or two more guys. Yeah, then probably still still need a center back so they don't have to start Lovren. Yeah, <laughs> if you can get Lovren out of the picture, I, I think Van Dijk will be fine if he gets another another partner in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be really really good. You just got to get Lovren out of the picture. Yeah, it, even though he. Even though he he was looking strong in this game, everyone was looking positive. Even though they didn't get uh, a lot of questions asked to them, yeah, I think they they were do, doing fine so far. But in the long run, they would need a stronger center back partnership than they have right now. Yeah, I don't think we can fall into the the Lovren trap no. of he has one good game, and so we try to forget about all the bad <laughs> things he's done this year. Yeah, but then uh, at the same time, we're giving a lot of praise to Liverpool, but at the same time, you have to ask a lot of questions for Roma. Especially the tactics. Yep. Why, when you go to Anfield, do you start with three, three in the back? I, like that's just asking for trouble. Yeah, that's just asking for. Tra- and then, why are you keeping your back line so high up? You yep. can see it at the second goal, the Salah second goal at the three 0 when the Mane has or Salah has all all sorts of space. There was question of of side, but still, yep. you can't be that high. And when you play a team like Liverpool, that is so good at counter attacking. And playing that fast type of game, why do you play three in the back away f- away from home? I would understand yeah. now. I un- understand in the, in the next game if to play three in the back because they need to because they need to, need score, to get, a bunch, yeah. score a bunch of goals. But now it, it didn't make any sense. No, I think there was some tactical decisions that were probably probably bad from from the coach. Yeah, the coach could probably have a reasoning like before the game as to why he was doing this. But Liverpool has to be one of like the fastest teams <laughs> yeah. uh, in the attack. So I don't, I don't know what you're thinking when you're. Matching up so you have Salah, Firmino, and Mane all going one on one against the guy. It's like yeah, feels like no you'll chance. beat him. You would need you need some backups. Like you're probably better to play like four or five in the back. Yeah, and have someone just kind of hanging back mm-hmm. all the time. But yeah, I I can't think of any reasoning that the coach would have as to why yeah. that he would do this. And so um, they they shot themselves in the foot. But they did get two late goals. And yeah, I think goals, th- I so. think that's one of the questions that Liverpool have to yeah. ask themselves. Like, why did we switch off at the end? Right. Because with ten minutes to go, we're five 0 up, and there is no way Roma will ever win like five nothing at home. Yeah. But uh, of course, they are still in a very good position. You have a three yep. three goal lead, but a three goal deficit is is still doable for Roma to turn around. Yeah. They showed it against Barcelona. Of course, that's like one of uh, one of performance that happens in like every fifth year. But still, <laughs> right. there, there is a chance and. And uh, if it, of course it will be very hard, but there is a chance, and Liverpool have to really blame themselves because they have to go into this game, and now they have to have to actually work hard. And because if they have been there at five 0 they yeah, they it will be all over. Coast, right. But at the same time, with Roma having to go on attack, there will be another game with huge spaces yeah. for for counter attacks for Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Yep. So they, they should be able to. To weather the storm, but you never know with with their defense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, you, and you could see it against Man City too in the in the second game when they they won at home three 0 and then City were up one 0 in the second minute. Yep. And then it, they had the second goal that should have counted but was given for offside. Yeah. City were totally dominating, and if that happens in in Rome with with the crowd getting behind Roma, as we saw like against Barcelona, it is possible. So. I think that's something that Liverpool have to be a little bit worried about, even yeah. though they should be able to do it. I think they'll be fine, but it's you're right. It's one of those things that are gonna it's gonna stay in the back of their minds that yeah, little bit of doubt. If it'd been five 0 it'd be no question that they were going right. through. But it's a, just a three goal deficit. It's in Rome. Rome had a three goal deficit against Barcelona. They did it. Um, you're right. City had eight or nine chances in the first that first half in the second game. Um, so they're susceptible. But you're right. They. Ha- Roma has to play up, and that leaves, oh, you're right, a lot of space for their attack yeah. there. Of course, we also have to mention that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain injured his knee in this game, so he will miss the rest of the season, yeah. and he won't play in the World Cup for England. So, that's, tough to see for him, because really, really he, he missed the Euros two years ago uh, as well. Yep. So, another another 
That's not awful. a championship that he will miss. And of course, tough because this has probably been the the best season we've seen him playing yeah. under under Klopp. And I think he would have been useful for England. Yeah, he would have been huge, um, mm-hmm. even off the bench in the last thirty minutes or yeah. something like that. But um, and and in this Champions League run, he would have been really crucial. So that's a tough loss. They'll probably feel that in the final if they get there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it sucks to see for him. Yeah. Personally. Moving on to the other game that was played yesterday between Bayern Munich and Real Madrid in Germany. Real Madrid got a 2-1 win away from home and it was a Real Madrid with a very Real Madrid win. Yes, we, <laughs> like we have talked about earlier with Juventus in Italy, this is kind of the same thing with with uh, Real Madrid in in Europe where they win games where they not necessarily are the better team but yeah. they <laughs> just win because they are Real Madrid and yeah. they, they find a way to win games. And this was very, very much one of those games because Bayern really have themselves to blame to not win this game. Right. They were creating chances left, right, and right and center. The shots were 17 to seven in Bayern's favor, and the possession was 61 to 39. So we had there were so many chances. Müller had one. Yeah. And there were there were so really so many, and uh, and they also gave away Real's second goal when Rafinha gives a sloppy pass in midfield. Yep. Real Madrid comes two on one, and Asensio scores. So. Bayern, Bayern really have to look at themselves in the mirror and why did why did we not win this game and now it's going to be really really hard going to to Spain of course in last year's quarterfinals Real Madrid won two one in Munich and then Bayern won two one in 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 Madrid and then Real had to go to extra time to win but yeah. still I don't see that happening this year even though no. of course watching this game it could happen. Yeah, but Real Madrid are probably going to be the stronger team playing them at the Bernabeu. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I'd give them the slight edge. Um, you're right, Real Madrid had about two or three chances, like yeah. legit chances, and they took advantage of them. Um, Bayern has to ask themselves a lot of questions as to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they missed, a, like you said, a whole lot of chances. Rafinha was really bad. Yeah. Um, and you hate to do that at home because then, you're right, they go into Madrid and that's going to be even more tough. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of down yeah. because you didn't convert any of your real chances. So it'll it'll be really tough for them to come back. Do you give Bayern any chance in the second um, leg? I think, I, well, yeah. Of I'd course, a Bayern Munich always has a, yeah, a, a little chance. Because they can score four goals in like yeah. five minutes and then break your heart. But uh, I would, I'd lean towards Madrid as I think yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there still has to be some questions asked about uh, Keylor Navas. What was he doing on, on ba- Bayern's goal? Duh. Of Duh. course, Kimmich is probably looking to cross and mishits it, but you yeah. can't make a mistake like that in a game like this. No. And uh, the question is still, is he good enough to be a Real Madrid keeper? Because there have been talks of De Gea or Courtois, yeah. maybe go, they go for them. And Of course, he made up for the mistakes in this game with a lot of brilliant saves, but... In in the long run, is is he good enough to be the the first choice in a in a club that might win the Champions League a third year in a row? Well, I mean, he's he's been there and they've they've done really yeah, they're well. They're clearly doing good with him, yeah. but like, could they re- reach uh, another level, maybe winning the treble like every year instead of ju- just winning the Champions League? Even though it's yeah. not just winning the Champions League. Right. Well, I d- <laughs> yeah, um, just a little old Champions League. I think yeah. um, De Gea and Courtois are, are definite steps up. Yeah, especially De Gea. Yeah, especially De Gea. That's that would be you'd feel confident every single game. Um, I think you'd be the front runners for the treble. Uh, I think that would just put you over the top. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a big run at him. But um, like we said, Nevas Nevas has uh, won a bunch of trophies himself, yeah. and so mm-hmm. um, if you have to stay with them, it's not the biggest yeah. deal. But that, that goal he gave up was pretty bad. So everything right now speaks for a final between Real Madrid and Liverpool. And I said it would be extremely interesting to see how if Liverpool's defense would be able to deal with the firepower that Real Madrid has. Yep. But at the same time, it would be interesting to see if Real Madrid can handle the Mane's, Firmino's and Salas. So it would be a really interesting game to see. And of course, I think Real Madrid would look to control that game. Yeah. And then Liverpool maybe could hit them at the counter. So, of course, Real Madrid would be the favorites. But I think Liverpool would have a, at least have a chance in that game. Yeah, I think they'd have a, a puncher's chance also. Yeah, because you're right. Madrid's going to try to hold the ball out tight to them. But if they screw up once or twice and... Yeah. Um, At the same time, I, d- I don't see how 
Lovren back there is going to d- deal with someone like Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the biggest flaw, and that's why they need to to uh, sure that up in the yeah. summer mm-hmm. if they want to be like yeah. contenders in both both uh, trophies there. So I would give Madrid the the upper hand, but um, Salah can score from as we've seen anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, of course. Uh, you give him a couple chances. Yeah, and and right you still now. have Manu with a lot of pace, and Firmino's been yeah everywhere this season. It would be a really good good game to watch. Yeah, and Lovren would have the help of Van Dyke, and maybe you yeah. can kind of mask uh, Lovren's deficiencies. Yeah, ho- but hopefully, they won't let any shots go to the goalkeepers because they might make mistakes. <laughs> right, <laughs> either so one of them. Yeah. Even though I think Carrius is going to be the first choice based on yep. the last few games. Yeah, if you can just stop Madrid from shooting the ball, uh, <laughs> they have a good chance <laughs> yeah. to win. That's all we had from the Champions League. We will be back t- talking later. Maybe we'll see. This might be the last episode, but we'll try to make future episodes talking yes. about the about the Champions League. So we'll we'll see. We're getting back talking about the the second legs and then the final in the, in the future. Now moving on to England, where the big news came on Friday. After 22 years of service, Arsene Wenger is leaving Arsenal. He's stepping down at the end of the season. He will no longer be the manager of this this football club and. First of all, we have to pay him a lot of respect. Yeah. As, as I mentioned, he's been there in, in an amazing 22 years. It's the longest uh, current serving manager in the in the Premier League. He's won three league titles and seven FA Cups. And of course, he had that amazing season in 2003-2004 when Arsenal didn't lose a single game in the right. Premier League and they got that golden Premier League trophy because they're <laughs> the only team that has one. Because <laughs> they were the Invincibles. Yep. And uh, of course that we have to give him some respect but at the same time this should have happened like 7 uh, 7 8 <laughs> year, years ago because yep. This there's been a downward spiral since pretty much that season it's been a downward spiral they haven't won the league in in 14 years. Right. They have only won a uh, two three FA Cups for the last last 12 years. Yeah. It's been a downward spiral since they moved to the Emirates and uh, of course, Wenger's biggest regret has to be that he never won the Champions League with Arsenal. Right. Yeah, he's like, like you said, they, he had a couple teams that probably could have, the Invincibles team probably could have had a good chance. Yeah, they they made it, or the season 2005-2006, they made it to the to the final right. where they lost to Barcelona. Yep. That was probably when they had their strongest team with Henri and Jungberg and, and mm-hmm. everyone up there. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this move was... Pretty pretty late, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of fans would agree that they probably should have happened earlier. Um, but a uh, lot of trophies, obviously talented. Yeah. But it's just a few years too late, mm-hmm. I think. So there's been talks of who's gonna take over. There's been talks of Luis Enrique, Allegri, Conte, sorry, the Napoli coach, and then Jardim, the Monaco coach, and. Who would you see taking over? It's been talks even of Henri or Patrick Vieira. Yeah, I've seen Henri talked about a lot. Um, Enrique would be interesting. Obviously, he was uh, successful at Barcelona. Successful at Barcelona, where he won the right. his first season and everything. Yep, but uh, I don't know. I I feel like they'll probably go Henri just because of what he means to that team. Do you, but do you think he's experienced enough though? He's only been like the assistant coach of Belgium. Right. Like, is he ready, or should they wait? have another manager first go in for a few years and then maybe it's time for Henri. Maybe they want to wait but yeah. I mean Madrid put Zidane as like their youth that's, coach that's for like a year that's and then true, they moved him true. up. So It works but I don't know I think they I think they will probably go for for Allegri first. Yeah. Based on the fact that Zidane he, also he, he, he has shown that he can win a domestic title like every season in Italy Yeah. and then of course he can challenge in Europe so yeah, and Zidane also inherited a better team mm-hmm. than yeah. uh, whoever's getting to his <laughs> Arsenal team. So yeah. um, it was a little easier. Yeah, I think the the problems for the new manager coming in is offensively everything is looking fine. You have Ozil, you have Lacazette, you right. have Aubameyang, but defensively you need to strengthen a lot of, yes. lot of things. But if you have someone like Allegri coming in or if you have Luis Enrique, they have contacts in the previous clubs they've been in, so they could probably bring some, some of their previous players with yeah. them. Yep, I think that you have to get someone. 
Henri would be nice for like the fans. I think they'd really appreciate yeah. him. But I think he needs to what get about, someone. What about what about Conte? Do you think he could go? Because f- there's not. A, I don't think there's a big chance or risk or whatever you want to look at it that he's staying at Chelsea. Yeah. Could he move to the other side of town? I I don't. Yeah, I think he could. I don't think his allegiances are too strong with Chelsea. That no, especially how him and Abramovich have like fought right. through this year with transfer <laughs> policy and everything. Yeah. So. Although he won't be happy about the the transfer policy at Arsenal too much because <laughs> they don't like to spend too much money. I either. think like even though if that would happen, I think he would make some kind of demand when signing yeah. the contract that he would have this transfer budget or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. I think he would be the guy that, that would be able to maybe sort out the defense. Yep. At like he was in the first season at Chelsea, not this season. The, the defense been like oh. all over the place, but the first season when but, he. Yeah. With the backline with David Luiz and everyone, yeah. they were re- they were really strong. So maybe he would be able to fix fix that up and strengthen Arsenal. I think you're right, though. I think you swayed me. You need to get someone that knows, that's that's shown success. Yeah. And and yeah, that knows how to put together a defense. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the FA Cup action that happened in England over the weekend, starting off with the clash between Man United and Tottenham on Saturday. Man United got a big two-one win in the FA Cup semi-final. Of course, it's a massive win for United. Now they have a chance to get a trophy out of a season that's been complicated for them with going out early in the Champions League, yep. with the falling behind City early in in the Premier League. And, uh, of course, this is a big final coming up for for them. And I think this was a game that had many different faces. Tottenham started off on fire, yep. and they scored inside the first 10 with great cross from Eriksen and... Uh, is he tapping for Ali, even though he he put it away very well? And then around minute 20, United started to take over, and then they scored in the 23rd minute when Pogba won the ball and crossed it to Sanchez, who yep. scored right ra- another Wembley goal. <laughs> and then after that, Tottenham I think got a new grip on the game for the last around 10-15 minutes of the first half. Mm. And then in the start of the second, it was back and forward, but United started to control it a bit, and then Herrera scored. So. And then after that, Tottenham did not create a lot of chances, so it was back and forth, as you would expect, between two of the better teams in yep. in England. And I think what's rough for Spurs is they have probably their best team in ages, and they're going to go another season without the trophy. Yeah, which is... Uh, it's got to be really heartbreaking as a, yeah. if you're a Tottenham fan, um, because you're right, this is their easily their best team in a while, and you come away with nothing is injuries at different times have affected things but um, the team I think is too good not to get something yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we'll see them at the highest level when they beat Real Madrid in the Champions League Right. when they played Juventus yeah. should probably have knocked out Juventus but you were Juve and found a way to win <laughs> right. win, win, win those games too so yep. so it it's, it's got to be upsetting but Man U won um They've they've shown that they're good enough to win a trophy this year also, so um, it's not like Tottenham lost to a, yeah. a bad team. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Alexis Sanchez, as I mentioned, scored at Wembley again. He has got eight goals at this stadium now, and he's probably starting to become the new Didier Drogba, <laughs> who always scored at Wembley. Yep. Now uh, Alexis Sanchez is taking over that role. Yep, which is uh, scary for the final. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, based on the fact that he scored in the last year's final when Arsenal yeah. beat Chelsea and he scored in semi-finals and the previous finals. So, yeah. so something that Chelsea have to look out for. Yeah. yeah Speaking of Chelsea, the following day, they won 2-0 as they should have done against Southampton. And just like for United, Chelsea now have a big chance to get a trophy this season. Mm-hmm. They dominated this game at many parts and they won deservedly. For example, the shots were... 17 to 9 in the Blues' favor. So, in this game, they should have won and they did. And it was the strikers that stepped forward finally. Yes, <laughs> I would finally. Say after, after struggling <laughs> for almost the whole whole spring. And uh, in this game, Giroud and Morata got at one goal each. Giroud with a fantastic solo goal when he's not shooting too early, he's faking shots. Yep. One, two, and three times, and then easily scoring. And then, of course, Morata with a classic headed goal after a cross from Aspilicueta 
And I think I feel, it feels like Chelsea have scored that goal so many times this season, yeah. especially in the opening weeks when it was always Aspilicueta uh, crossing and the Morata yep. heading it in. So yeah, they 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 linked up a few times, and it only took them months and months to uh, get back to it. But um, yeah, it was good to see both both strikers score. Um, this is <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm nervous for the final uh, as a Chelsea fan because I just don't trust their defense or yeah. or really any part of their team at all. So um, I think Mourinho knows this team pretty well, knows Man U's team pretty well, obviously. So um, I'd I'd give the slight edge to United there. Yeah. So the final is on May May nineteenth and. You, so you think United will win, or you, you don't believe in your boys? I, d- I don't. No, I don't play. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to say United as well. I think players like Lukaku, Sanchez, and Lingard will probably ask a lot of questions to a Chelsea backline that hasn't really been able to answer a lot of questions this season. We've seen against weaker teams like Watford yep. and Bournemouth. So, right. how are they going to do it in this game? But at the same time, th- when they have their days, of course, you have someone like Hazard, you have William, yeah. who's been on fire, and then. If Morata or Giroud turn up, they they still have a. Of course, they have a chance. I think it's 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 only like 55-45 in United's favorites. It's yeah. not like it's a massive. They're massive favorites. It's gonna be a tight game, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I can celebrate in Adam's face because we're both gonna be in Sweden oh at that time. <laughs> I might leave early. <coughs> um, yeah, I just don't. I know they have a chance, Chelsea, but I just don't trust them at all. Um, so that's why I'm giving the slight edge to United. But Giroud hasn't even been the worst signing. Um, yeah, he scored a he scored a few goals. Yeah, and then so if Hazard's right and Williams right and uh, the defense can hold up a little bit, I think yeah they have as good a shot as United. Mm-hmm. Moving on quickly to some Premier League action. No real major <coughs> super exciting games were played, but Liverpool went to West Bromwich on Saturday. They were up two 0 but were able to tie two two, which is of course not good enough. Against the twentieth place team in the league that <laughs> are already on the way down, they're gonna right. play in the in the championship next season. And even though Liverpool will, were focusing mostly on the this uh, game against Roma, where they which they got a five to win, of course they should still beat West Brom in a game like that. Yeah, they they should just like in their sleep be able to beat the the last place team. Um, this is kind of kind of shocking but in the end it doesn't really doesn't really matter doesn't much. affect their their no. league position they're going to be in the and you're right they had all their eyes on the Roman yeah. game and so they have bigger fish to fry su- surprised so. by seeing a Mo Salah goal in that game uh, yeah I'm really surprised <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't see those it's very often 31st Premier League goal this season and now he has equaled the record for a 38 game season held by Alan Shearer Cristiano Ronaldo and Luis Suarez and he has three ge- games to score one goal and beat yep. the record, and uh, I, I think like I actually think he will do it. Yeah, I, based I like on the form, chances. the form is in his score, just scoring goals for fun. Yeah, I, I I will totally see him scoring at least one of those games. Yeah, from wherever he wants, as we've seen in the the Roma game. Yeah. just shoot from wherever and it'll probably go in. And also on Sunday, Man City, the league winners got a easy five 0 win at home to. Swansea City now have 90 points after 34 games, an amazing number. Last year, Chelsea won the league on 93, mm-hmm. and with four games left, uh, City are only three points behind that number. And now they're six points away from the record we talked about last week yep. that Chelsea's team from 2004 2005 have with uh, with uh, 95 points in a 38 game season. So, of course, City should beat that. Yep. They're playing teams. Like West Ham, Huddersfield, Brighton, and Southampton, and they're of course gonna win two out of those four games, yeah, if I not know. all four, right. and getting a an amazing record of 102 points. <laughs> That'd just be un- unbelievable. You know, if they, you know, the I think the the max amount of points you can get is 114. So they would they would they will they will have dropped 12 points the whole season if they win all <laughs> of these four games. <laughs> it just isn't fair. Um, <laughs> that's why the you know. United and and uh, Liverpool up there have had pretty good seasons. It's yeah, just yes, that City has had this freak season when they yeah. won like 19 games in a row when it was one right. point. Yeah, and, and no one was gonna uh, compare to that no. that uh, run of form there. No. So um, you just 
tip your hat and say good job. And, yeah. I don't know. Move on to next year because yeah, just we'll we'll see if they can be as good next year, more as consistent. Of course, that's gonna be their goal, but it's hard, even for the best best teams. I'm talking about the Barcelona teams of maybe right. the Guardiola years. Yep. They weren't even able to keep this consistent level and win like the Champions League and the league every season. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep the. The yeah. same sort of. I think United and Liverpool are probably, and Tottenham are probably going to be even better next yeah. season. Maybe Arsenal are even going to be up there with, based right. on the, what happens with a new manager and everything. So, I think they will have a lot more competition going their way next season. So. Yep, and I think you're going to see a lot of teams um, going out and buying players. Um, yeah. As we've seen, like more and more the uh, the the recent summers with more and more big transfers. Yeah, just to show up. Um, what they need to mm-hmm. to compete with them because yeah. a lot of the teams did play well against City. It was just um, in the other games, in the lower games, um, yeah. slipping up like Liverpool mm-hmm. did this past week. Or Man City found a way to to win those games, yeah. and that was that's the difference this season. Yeah, they've they've only only lost to Liverpool and to United. So right. Well, I mean, I mean, it, they all played them all played City kind of tough, um, yeah. and so. It was just consistency the entire year mm-hmm. in City. Yeah, their depth and everything, yeah. just they were just better. Yeah. For Swansea, they're still threatened by relegation. They're 17th right above that last relegation spot. They're 33 points. The four points ahead of Southampton in 18th, which is the last relegation spot. And uh, Swansea really have to make sure they win the game between the two sides on May 8th because they play Southampton at home and they should really win that match. And if they win that match, they should be safe. Right. Because I don't see Southampton getting a lot of points in their other games because no. they've been so weak this season. And yeah, you can't pro- say like Probably everything speaks for West Bromwich, which is, of course, going down, and then everything speaks for Stoke and Southampton going down as well. Right. You in, can't in say the that they're going to like win out or something because no. if they were, they, they would have done it by now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd, Swansea's in yeah. good enough position. I think they'll be fine. And just on a quick note... Arsenal got a nice 4-1 win at home to West Ham. Good start to the sending off party for Wenger. Yes. And the defense were respectful, paying him tribute. Oh yeah. And that's gonna be a good sign instead of them shouting Wenger out the whole time <laughs> because now they know he's he's gonna leave. And of course, it's time for them to focus on today's game in the Europa League versus Atletico, which can save their season. They really have to get a result at home because I yeah. feel like if they don't win at home, Atletico is gonna take care of business in Spain. Next oh yeah, week. definitely. So they need to they need to get a couple goals today, and I think the bigger thing is um, stopping Atletico from scoring yeah. today, because mm-hmm. if they get any kind of away goal, they yeah. I think it's over. Yeah. From England, we move to Italy and the league where everything is alive, unlike England, where nothing is alive really. <laughs> <laughs> the feels like the relegation bell is done, the league title is done, and the league title is done, and the battle for top is done in England, but in in Italy, everything is alive. Everything's up for it. Starting off with the title race, where Napoli got the big, big win, probably one of the biggest wins in their history. Oof, yep. They went to Juventus, won one nothing. Koulibaly with a goal in the 90th minute, and uh, of course now the gap is only one point, and Juve have still to play Inter away and Roma away. So this could be Napoli's <laughs> year. Adam, yeah. Adam, do, do you think? Do you think they will do it? Oh man. I hope, I hope they do it just because Juve's. Yeah, had I, the last I don't hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. But Juve's had the last like hundred. Yeah, the last six ones. Yeah, so I think I think in one way it could be good for Juve to have one year where actually some other team win it to have that competition. Yeah. Or at least the the whole uh, being this tight this year is good for Juve in the future. Mm-hmm. Always having to be. Focused, always have to be concentrated, because uh, at this part of every other season they have been They've champions. Been <laughs> They've already right? been champions. Yep. I remember, I think it was Conte's second year, the 12-13 season, where they w- they got like 102 points or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so this this is not the, that kind of year. So I think it's good in the in the long run for for Italian soccer that uh, more teams than one is challenging, and we've seen Roma in the Champions League. We're seeing Napoli. I think maybe Italian's league is starting to get stronger and stronger. Yeah, it seems like it's in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, this is going to be a really yeah. tough run for Juventus. Yeah. For for me, I still uh, somewhat view you as favorites because 
if they it would be very typical of them to just win these four games doesn't matter that they have to go to Inter and Roma they will like yeah. find a way to win all those four games but at the same time they have to be much better than they were against against Napoli because yeah. this is not a result where Juve dominated and Napoli got a lucky goal it was a game that Napoli deserved to win the shots were 12-4 to in their favor yep. the Juve didn't have a shot on target it was 4-0 in that 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 statistic in Napoli's favor and the possession was 60-40 yeah. for Napoli so of course they deserve to win and then if Juve play like that versus Inter and Roma they will do not win those games so right. but it would be typical of Juve to step it up to their highest level when it matters the most yeah either just crushing them yeah. 4-0 or barely squeaking yeah. out the one thing Napoli have to make sure is that they win all of their four remaining games yes. yeah, because they, they won't afford to be dropping points anywhere and I think they have a big, uh, tough game coming up this weekend when they have to go to Fiorentina, a team that's been on fire since yeah. Astori passed away. They've been winning pretty much every game in right. in honoring their their captain. So Napoli have to go there and win. And uh, not a lot of teams in Italy go to Fiorentina and win. We sure. s- we saw how hard it was for Lazio last week when they yeah. won four to three in a crazy game at Fiorentina. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Both teams on red cards. Um, yeah. Uh, you got It'll be interesting to find out how the the last second goal will affect each team. If yeah. it'll um, kind of break Juventus's will type of thing, and um, if they're gonna let it hurt them or if they're gonna use it as motivation. Mm-hmm. And Napoli the same way. If they're gonna um, be able to come back from that high that they're at right yeah. now. And, um, it's it's always hard to 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 concentrate after a right. high like that. Yeah. It's been like party in Napoli ever since, and right. it's like the whole team gonna be able to concentrate because they're still one point behind. Yeah, they haven't Juve. taken lead or anything, no. and they're they're coming up on one of the hottest teams in Italy, like you said. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. Um, I think I would put my money on Juventus also, just yeah. because of their but, experience. But Napoli there. has a really good chance here. Yes, Napoli has the best chance they've had, I think, all season right now mm-hmm. to uh, take advantage. And from one. Amazing and very exciting battle to another in Italy, the top four, which can get much tighter because Roma, Lazio, and Inter all won again. Of course, and the gap <laughs> between all of them is still just one point, where Roma has and uh, Lazio have the same amount of points in third and fourth, and Inter is one point behind. Yep. And starting off with Roma, they got a necessary win away to 18th place Spal, three 0 win, <laughs> and uh, they're still in third now, and this is just. Just amazing and good for Roma. Of course, they should beat Spa, but we, you could think that a lot of their focus was on that upcoming game versus Liverpool. Yeah. And they were able to focus, get a nice 3 0 win, and they were able to pay the job. The, the job was pretty much done after 60 minutes, and then they could relax, rest some players, right. even though it didn't pay off in the following game yeah. against, against Liverpool. But we, you have to look at that both Roma and Inter have to face Juventus before the end of the season. And whichever those teams can get a result in in those games should probably reach the top four. Yep. And uh, other than that, I think Roma should win their other three games. They have to play Kievo, Cagliari, and Sassuolo. Yeah. And those are teams they should beat, even though Roma has been very up and down this season. But they should be able to to beat those teams. Yeah. And then if they get a win against Juve or a, or a draw and Inter don't, they they were in a yeah, really good position. I think that'll be the difference, especially based on the fact that Inter and the Lazio have to play each other for the final game of the season. Oof. Yeah, uh, Rome has been really impressive. Like you said, mm-hmm. they they uh, they could have rolled over and gotten a draw or something from this yeah. game. Thinking of the Liverpool game, but they they came out swinging because they unlike Liverpool they have to because their yeah. their spot isn't secured at all. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, this is this was an impressive win. Um, and then their two goals at the yeah. end of the Liverpool gives them a little bit of hope. So um, they have been up and down, but recently they've been really, really, really good. Speaking of another impressive win, we move on to Lazio, who won 4 0 against a very impressive Sampdoria side we've seen yep. this season. A team that's, for example, won against uh, Juventus at home, but now Lazio just destroyed them. And of course, Shiro Immobile got course. <laughs> two more goals. He now is on 29 goals in the Serie A this season. Yep. And if Lazio want any kind of chance of, of keeping him, they they just have to get into the next season's Champions League. Yeah, get in the Champions League and then you have to pay him all the money you have. Yeah. 
all the money you can find. But he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's kept them alive mm-hmm. um, longer and higher than they they yeah. probably ever should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's just still amazing to see Lazio in there. Yeah, no, I don't think at the beginning of the year we we even mentioned them as a team that was going to stay up there. So um, yeah, it's just credit to them, and Immobile has been the difference. Mm-hmm. And for Inter, they also got a win two one away to Kievo. They're still right behind Roma and Lazio, one point behind each of, each of these teams. And as for Inter, of course, it was Mauro Icardi who scored. Right. He got his 26th Serie A goal this season. He's the second-best goal scorer in the league, behind Immobile, three goals behind. And uh, just like with Lazio and Immobile, if Inter want to keep Icardi, they have to reach the Champions League. They're in a tough spot being behind. They ha- have been having to chase for the last few weeks. Yep. I think it, it will be really important to them for them to not lose against Juventus to at least get a result in that game because if they lose and both Roma and Lazio win the gap is going to be four points and then you only have nine points to play for yeah right I think I don't know I have the the least amount of uh, faith in Inter I think yeah what about f- you feel like uh, ever since they had that run when they were close to Juve and Napoli and then they Lost like five million games in a row. Right, and then like <laughs> no. a lot of like zero zero draws. Yeah, so yeah. it's been like all since the turn of the the calendar <laughs> year. They <laughs> they just started losing like every every game and right. or drawing every game, and it feels like they've been so inconsistent, and they really have to make sure that they they do something out of because it would be really catastrophic catastrophe for Inter if they miss out of the. Champions League once again. Yeah, it's been a few years now since they were actually in that competition, so they have to pull themselves together and and get in there. Yeah, and they've been spending money on the team and not getting there, and it would be it'd yeah, be tough. I too. feel like it's not only a threat to lose uh, Icardi. We have seen Perisic has been linked to Man United f- right. the, f- the last summer, and yep. maybe he will leave too if they don't reach the Champions League. So if they want to keep their top top players, they have to reach the Champions League. Yeah, and it would be tough to lose to uh, mm-hmm. lose your spot to like Lazio, who yeah. hasn't been spending nearly the amount yeah. of money you guys have. And so, yeah, this is his crucial big uh, games coming up. And the Juventus, I think, is like you mentioned the the make or break for this yeah. this season. Then, of course, the the final round of the season when they have to go to Lazio. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I guess just keep yourself within two points yeah. of Lazio at the end, and mm-hmm. um, that's for all the marbles. And then a quick note for Milan, who is a bit of the no-man's land. Yep. They're in seventh, and they've managed to do the amazing thing of lose to Benevento at home. <laughs> and Milan have dropped four points versus 20th place Benevento this season, which is, of course, not good enough. Benevento ha- only have s- 17 points for uh, for the remainder of the season, and <laughs> four of those points have come against Milan. against Milan. So you get almost 25% of the points Benevento have taken this season is against one side and it's Milan. And yeah. They've started to dip in form in the last month. They haven't won a game since March 18th. They have two defeats and four draws in their last six games. And they're now even seventh. They dropped to seventh because At- Atalanta passed them. So yeah. tough, tough uh, loss for Milan. And it's just been a up and down season. And yeah. maybe... W- We'll still have to question if it was the right decision to sign Gattuso on a permanent three-year yeah, deal. <laughs> because ever since, they've been dropping him for... They've been pretty bad. Yeah, they they may have done that a little prematurely. We were um, getting really big on them, probably prematurely. We were... Uh, at least I was... They, it was looking they had a chance to actually get into the top four. And yeah. So ever, ever since, they've been dropping points left, right, and stuff. Yeah, I think they were like six points out, and then... Yeah, yeah well, they just played the inter game. Yeah. And then they just kind of stopped yeah. uh, winning. Yeah. So it's been it's been pretty tough. Hopefully they can stay in the Europa League. They're right yeah. there. Um, it's not like they've totally bottomed out, but yeah. it's going to be tough because yeah. this is not a good run. <laughs> and in Spain, we had the Copa del Rey final over the weekend. Where Barcelona absolutely destroyed Sevilla. And yeah. Adam, seriously, who wins a cup final 5 nothing? <laughs> oh, I know. It w- and it wasn't... I don't even know that it was that close. There's... So many uh, tries in the first half that they yeah. they missed. That should have uh, should have won probably by even more. Right? Yeah, it, it was just gross. And ba- based, gross. On the, based on the fact that they did against a team that actually reached the quarterfinals of the Champions League, yeah. a team that only lost 
by one goal over two legs to Bayern Munich. Right. And then they was like, nah, no biggie, we're going to win 5 0. I don't know if they were pissed off about their Champions League exit. Yeah, pro- probably, probably a little bit. And they're like, we're getting this trophy. Good. And yeah. they took it out on Port Sofia. Of course, it was a nine win, nice win for Andres Iniesta in one of his final games for yep. Barcelona. He will leave the club at the end of the season to move to China. He scored a goal in this game. And I just, I'm still thinking, how did he never win a Ballon d'Or? Oh, I know. During his time here. He was, yeah. He oh. should should definitely have won it in 2010 when Spain won the the World Cup, yep. where Messi still won it. But I still think that was the year when he should have won it, yes. or one of those years closer, 2009, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. when him and Xavi were bossing everything. Yeah, they were balling out. Um, do you think it's he's going to China? Obviously, after this year, do you think it's kind of he's obviously going because he can get paid? And yeah, I wouldn't say no to that kind of a paycheck, but. I don't know. It takes away from a little bit, I, still, I think. St- still feels like he still has that kind of level. Even though at some points of the season he's dr- dropping a little bit in his level, I think he's been he's still good enough to play at Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Or really anywhere. Yeah. It's just it's kind of depressing that he's not like either staying or just retiring and yeah. staying with just Barcelona mm-hmm. type of thing. I don't know. It's it's not really that big of a deal. Xavi went to, was it, Qatar? Yeah. So uh, players are doing it now, yeah. but... Um, it's just yeah. kind of sad to see. Yeah, and for Barcelona, of course, this is uh, a good way to end the season. They're going to win the league, and then they won this. So they have two two, two trophies to show for, even though they would have liked that Champions League as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough way to go out of the Champions League, but yeah. they got two trophies. Mm-hmm. It was a good send-off for Iniesta. Yeah, I think I think this season has, has turned out way better than many people thought when Neymar left and yeah. when we looked at... Uh, Super Cup final just before the league season started between Real Madrid and Barcelona. Real Madrid absolutely destroyed yeah. Barcelona over over two legs. So it's it's been a a decent season for Barcelona. Yeah, I think you take it because um, mm-hmm. yeah, they they sold Neymar and then they bring in like Paulinho and you're <laughs> like, well, what? <laughs> this isn't any kind of uh, uh, re retooling, but they've they've obviously figured it yeah. out. And yeah, yeah, I think season. they yeah they if they just get a few parts together for next season, they will of course be able to champions. The challenge for the Champions League uh, once again. Oh, yeah. Yep, I think they're obviously right there. And in De La Liga, Atletico Madrid tied Real Betis at home, which puts Barcelona even closer to the league title. The gap is 11 points. Barcelona have a game in hand. And if Barcelona beat Deportivo La Coruña on Sunday, the title is theirs. Yep. So, oh, it's been all over since pretty much the turn of the year. Zedko was close at one point, but Barcelona are finally going to be able to seal the deal. And then... Of course, as we mentioned, Atletico go up against Arsenal in the Europa League today. That's a way way for Atletico to get something out of this season, which has been a bit up and down for them as well, where they di- weren't even able to reach the knockout stages of the Champions League, which you would expect for a team right. that's probably one of the four or five best teams in Europe. Yeah, yep. I think if they were in kind of a tough group, obviously Roma has shown that they're um, really good, and yeah. Chelsea was good at the yeah. beginning, I guess. So, um, tough group, but yeah, they... They they should, I think we both would put our money on yeah. them winning. I think the they league. they're the favorites with the defense they had. They they barely conceded any any goals. They've conceded eighteen goals in the yep. in the league this season. So that's barely one goal every other game. Right, and Barcelona has been even more impressive. They've given up just nineteen, and then they've scored eighty three, which is yeah. twenty nine more than Atletico. So yeah. they've just yeah. Been looking at their goal difference, it's sixty four. Right, four, four plus. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. So. Moving on to the weekend previews, we have a few big games coming up this weekend, starting off in the Premier League on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Man United host Arsenal, second versus sixth. Not really a lot to play for in based of league position, but a lot to play for, of course, in pride and the rivalry between these two teams. And United won 3-1 at Emirates earlier this season. Arsenal wants revenge based on the fact that they probably should have won that game. Yep. They were wasting chances left, right oh. and center. De Gea was saving uh, everything. And now Sanchez is turning up against his old team here for the for the first time. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and I think Arsenal will want to do well, obviously, yeah. in the last few games here for Wagner. Think, do you think, based on the fact that this is such a big game, Will they arrest any players based on the Europa League? That that will de- be the priority, or is this too big of a game to not rest players? Ah, uh, man, I don't think they're going to rest too many players. Um, they, they they still have to play Aubameyang because he can't even play in the Europa League. So. Yeah, that's true. You still have to face him no matter what. 
Um, and it might depend on how well they do today. And of course, it's Mkhitaryan coming back to Old Trafford as well. Right. So I think um, they'll. I think they'll go full team because really, what do they have to lose? Prediction. Oh, uh, I'll say two one Arsenal. I think this Wegner, uh, <laughs> this uh, goodbye last part of the season. I think they they'll be playing pretty well. I think it's going to be a three one United. Ooh. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Moving on to Italy and the big clash, the Derby della Italia, as it's called, even though it's not a real derby. The game between Inter and Juventus, Saturday, 2.45 p.m. Huge game for the title race, massive game for the battle of the top four. It was nil nil when the team faced other in Turin earlier this season in December, but at that point, Inter was actually with the in the title race. Yep. So this is a kind of game that Juve probably wins, even though Inter might, even though Inter would be the better team, Juve will find a way to win. I think it's going to be a one-nil Juve win. Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I was going to say the same thing too. Yeah, one-nil Juve. I think they'll they'll do what they have to do to win. Um, yeah, I just think they're the better team. Moving on to Napoli, they, as we mentioned earlier, go with the following day on Sunday at noon to Fiorentina can Napoli keep chasing Juventus Oof. if Juve lose the following day can Napoli take advantage and take the league lead Right. if Juve tie the following day can Napoli take advantage and take the league Ooh. lead it's going to be the question tough away game as we mentioned Fiorentina have been fired since Davide Astori passed away they've been winning pretty much every game since except for that game against mm. Lazio they had a five game winning streak before that I think it's going to be tough but I think Napoli is going to come away with the three points here 2-1 yeah, I think I think Napoli will win three-one. Uh, I think they'll um, be confident and they'll they'll actually use the the opportunity they have. I think they know that one slip up and they're done. So I yeah. think they'll come out gunning. Moving on to Spain, we have the game between Deportivo La Coruña and Barcelona on Sunday, at two forty-five p.m. If Barca win, the league title is theirs. They should beat 18th place Deportivo, even though it's an away game. I think it's going to be a three-nil Barcelona win. And a title party. Yep, I'll say 2 0, but that's really just splitting hairs between Martin and I. Um, I think it'll just be a solid win. They'll have it, and I think they'll win the championship. That's all we have for this week's Adam and the Swede. We'll see when we're back, or if we're back next time. We're not going to be able to have time next week, but then after that in the future, Adam is going to visit me in Sweden for a week. And then we're going to, we talked about trying to set up this uh, through Skype so we can continue the podcast in the future yes. even though I'm going to be in Sweden so we might be back for for the the end of the season and then maybe some World Cup we will see but uh, you'll see when we post the next podcast and uh, yes. I hope we will be back in in the future oh, yeah. and if if not it's been a it's been a pleasure with with yeah. this podcast it's it's been a great time and I guess saying thank you Adam yeah thank you Martin and thanks for anyone who takes time to listen to us yeah appreciate it thank you and we might be back in the future thanks thank you